Hello, this is uh, Fam Electric Ghost, and we have black white tuxedos on. Yes. Hi. Yeah, we are online. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. So I want to just give. Um, I was looking at your website. So for our fans, I'm going to read um, from your band information page for a second, and then we can talk. Yeah. Okay. Black and White Tuxedos is a music project born in early 2018 from the union of two Italian DJ producers. You're based in Northern Italy, and you started your careers as individual DJs playing local discos and clubs. And then after many years of friendship and collaboration, you decided to come together and create Black and White Tuxedos. So you're saying that the project had the ambition of bringing elegance and refinement in the EDM scenario with a focus on future house music and um, your concentrate your energy in this genre can you think it's perfect for dancing in a refined sophisticated way and you love all types of house music and you bring these kind of characters to your stage craft and um, you want to bring this style physically on the stage so I thought that was interesting and I was listening to your um, to your music on your page and it's um it's really it's really a lot different than a lot of the music you listen to um, nowadays. It seems that you bring some orchestral things in, um, some things that you know that like synthesis like myself can appreciate because I'm a synthesizer player myself. But uh, yeah, that's really interesting. So l let me um, give you the floor a little bit, and I'm gonna go through some questions. But maybe you can talk about uh, your band based on what you just said. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to start with the questions then, if that's okay. That yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's okay, perfect it's okay. for, for us. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when did you first get into music and realize you wanted to create your own music and maybe each one of you can kind of talk about when you first got into it. Okay. So, well, um, we started listening to music uh, thanks um, to our fathers. And uh, when uh, we were little kids, uh, and uh, then we developed a special passion for electronic music. Yeah, we, we developed a special passion for electronic music, and uh, in particular for Future House music, uh, as you read uh, uh, on, our, on our site. But uh, mm, I think that uh, the main things that, that change uh, our view in music uh, is um, the the raising of future house music in the last two years uh, with Don Diablo that can be for us a sort of a sort of mentor and uh, yes uh, um, the raising of the future house music in the EDM scenario um, changed our way of, uh, of living the EDM okay okay uh, uh, so how how long have you actually t been working on doing your own music well uh, we started um, as a separately DJs uh, playing local clubs uh, uh, in our area so in north of Italy like uh, Milan, Turin, Venice and um, about uh, four years ago I think yeah four years ago and then uh, um, in May uh, 2018 we started this uh, this kind of project this kind of uh, music project Black and White Cedars and we started focusing on producing our music but yeah, uh, we are a little bit late on, on producing our uh, our own music because we, we want to reach uh, uh, obviously an I have an I level because uh, the competition is is very high in in this uh, EDM uh, in this EDM scenario. Mm -hmm. But so yeah, yeah, we started last year 
as the black and white to set us. Yes, I've seen the music that's on your website. It actually went to your SoundCloud, but it didn't have any songs there. But your site. Has oh yeah, music. because we we are um, we are still uh, working on our own music, and uh, yeah, we are we are collaborating yeah. now. Yes, with uh, with some others uh, DJs, but. Uh, for now, we only published yeah mini mixes uh, like you can uh, you can see on our Mixcloud uh, okay. account. Yeah. So when you say I know you say you're DJ, so you when you're DJing and then you also say you're producer. So let me get into a little more detail. When you're producing music for EDM or, or as a producer, are you doing your own music or are you taking a merging of multiple like genres and styles? Of other people's music, they're using CDJs to like mix it together. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, no. Um, we we think that uh, create uh, creating uh, the personal uh, the personal sounds is uh, is the the most important things to be to be unique. So yeah, we we can we we try to to produce our own sounds, and obviously um, you must follow some some different uh, kind of. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'd say you you must follow some some DJ, some other sounds. Uh, for example, Don Diablo, Oliver Eldens in our in our genre. But uh, I yeah. think that um, build building uh, your own your own sound is uh, is the fundamental for a producer for that uh, that want to to become a, an important one producer. Yeah, because I mean a lot of what um, well I'm a musician myself and I'm a synthesizer analog and digital synthesizer player so i use modes oh yeah ones, you know profit so i build everything from scratch from the sound design with euro racks and everything so the question i get i run into artists that that go that deep they go into euro racks they go into analog sense and other artists that use pro tools they use you know they use um fl studio they use you know yeah, yeah. Able okay. live so so the question is do you use a mix of Digital audio workstations. Yeah, no, we we in re, real real instruments, or do you, are you primarily oh, working? Yeah, no, okay, audio? yeah, okay, okay. No, we we use uh, both. We for example, um, I can play guitar, and so we okay. can use uh, um, analogical instruments too. And um, my partner play piano, yeah. so yeah, we can we can. Uh, we can use the okay, analogy, but uh, for, obviously, uh, we as a though we we prefer use the Logic and FL Studio, and uh, we also yeah. use uh, yeah, plugins, uh, um, Avenger, oh, Serum, yeah. also yeah. Serum, Avenger, yeah. So when you perform, do you use like CDJ? Oh yeah. So you okay, bring okay, no, no. racks on stage. Are you primarily like CDJ with some analog equipment, or do you just go no, 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 no. When we are live, we we perform with with CDJs. We we use Pioneer equipment, but uh, uh, yeah, in live session, yeah. um, my partner uh, use also uh, a piano, yeah, yeah a, a piano. keyboard, a little keyboard to play okay. some live. Plug yeah, plugins off here. Yeah, off, I like Ableton Live and FL Studio play live and stuff. Like yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So, this is the question since you're producers, um, what do you feel about like there's all this talk? Like, and I'm a big, big proponent of like analog synthesizers. I have modes, I have profits, 
And in this digital age, there's a lot of people that say, oh, you can just use F Ableton, you can just use Ableton. But as a musician for the last 20 years, I have a deep love for like analog and modular synths. And when I play, I actually bring them on stage. So do you have any opinions about actually using equipment like that? in live settings or, or do you feel that you don't know uh, i think that um, probably staying um staying linked with uh, the roots of the the music uh, can be a great idea yeah the, the electronic music is started with uh, synthesizer so i think that uh, it's 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 good uh, yes for, for example also using vinyls can be can be interesting yeah but uh, yeah um, Music industry is always changing, so now digital is, I think, really, really important for uh, for DJing. But um, some some yeah. part of uh, live uh, live playing can be interested can be interesting with uh, with synthesizer. For example, no, yeah, we we use uh, M Audio uh, keyboard, and also Roland. Uh, we love yeah. Roland uh, station, yeah. Yeah, so I use a lot of rolling gear. I got like, you know, Namex One Performance Mixer and I've got JDXI and I use a System 1M. Um, and it's because I'm an electronic musician, I go to places like in New York where, you know, synth wave electronic music. And there's a difference. Some people, like you say electronic music and they just assume you're a DJ, but there are still electronic musicians that are like play modes. You know, they play Jupiter 8s, they play Jupiter 106s, and actually go and place in a setting with those instruments. And I don't have anything, you know, against people to go either way. There are people that merge both or people to go one way or the other. Uh, it's just interesting today. I think there's a merge. Yeah. I think there's, there's a, I've seen bands. A merge, yeah, a merge it, uh, it can be interesting, yeah. 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 You take a hip-hop band with a live drummer and then we'll have a guitar player. You know, Kendrick Lamar brings a live band with him on stage, even though he's a hip hop guy, he could just use a CDJ. But there's there's a lot of room in, in music to kind of merge some of the rock stuff, some of the hip hop stuff, some of the jazz stuff. And I see what you're doing is really interesting because it sounds like there's like there's orchestral and classical type. Yes, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. In. I think that, uh, mm, yeah, mm, this kind of stuff can, can also be. Um... I don't know, something different from the normality and something more, yeah, also something more uh, fun. I mean, uh, for example, in, also in the biggest festival, for example, Tomorrowland, um, as, uh, there, there are always stages uh, for uh, live music because, uh, yeah, also the biggest yeah. DJs love uh, merge uh, this kind of, uh, of stuff, so like, uh, I don't know, uh, violins, uh, or, or fruits uh, or guitars with uh, with their their digital records. Yeah, yeah. I've seen like I went to a hip hop show in New York City, and there was a guy on a tenor sax playing with a guy with a CDJ, um, and like an 808. And so I think there's always a, a room to like merge those things, and you know you get bands like Churches. There is like a synth wave, like new age, new wave, new romantic type of band. They're using Junos, you know, they're using 106s. And so there's a lot of people that are kind of bringing back like everything. Because I'm a big 80s guy. I'm 50 years old. I, I grew up in the 80s. So I love like New Order and, and uh, Joy Division and, you know, The Cure. That's kind of where I came from, that kind of synth playing. Uh, but 
but today, you know, there's a lot of capability. I mean, I'm looking into something like the Serato system just, just to DJ my own music because sometimes there are some places you can't get into as a traditional rock band anymore, and I can't bring my road cases, I can't bring yeah, yeah. my organs or my Hammonds, so I have to bring a smaller footprint. And so the, you know, the the, the CDJs are pretty cool. But one thing I I, I started to get into was a teenage engineering and their OP1 and OPZs, if you're into those. Those are kind of cool hardware devices that can be could be brought into like a DJ scenario because they're so small. And then they have, there's so much power in those devices. I don't know if you've seen them. But um, yeah, there's a lot of capability and a lot of things have been coming out lately. There's a merging of like analog and digital. Yeah, the, the, I think that the, mo- the mobility now is, is fundamental for a DJ. And so, yes, uh, for example, launch pads are, are great too for, uh, for playing live uh, yeah. and yeah, playing something. Yeah. Like MPC, like the MP, like MPC, Akai MPC type thing. Yeah, MPC type, type device from like Akai, like launch pads, you know, the, the ones that have the triggers, you know, trigger pad devices, alternative like MIDI devices that allow you to do like your keyboard. Uh, MIDI keyboards, but MIDI control, um, like rollies, you know, rolly controllers and pad uh, based controllers, like you're saying, like launch pad and, and things from like MPCs and MPXs that allow you to have a different way. Because electronic music, if you get back to it, when Moog created the Moog, the first synthesizers didn't have keyboards. All they had were sequencers. The first ones in early 50s. It's only, it's only sequencers, yeah. Yeah, so then, then, um, so the like, controlled voltage sequences, which I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we, we are a little, we, yeah. now it's, it's a little bit easier for, for us, yeah, to, to create uh, something, something new. Yeah, it's a lot easier yeah. with a MIDI sequencer than a controlled voltage sequencer, but there's a lot of happy accidents you can do with the old analog controlled voltage equipment that can create a lot of really unique beats. Like everybody's always looking for beats, but like analog systems can give you beats like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that's something I'm always kind of a big proponent of because they, you know, without a plug-in, an analog synthesizer can give you so many different sounds um, that they just can continually give you like new ways to do things. But um, let me get out of that. But so like when you're um, producing. Do you just use a home studio with your DAW? Do you go into a real recording studio? And, and no, yeah, okay. Um, well, we we have um, uh, an hour um, home studio recording, and we start. We 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 usually start our project um, in our home, yes, because uh, we we have uh, our own uh, our own stuff. We have, uh, yeah, we are we are in our home, so it's it's easier, I think, for also for inspiration. But obviously, uh, for example, for um, vocal recordings uh, and for yeah, the master, the mixing, the mastering, the, the final parts of uh, of uh, our recordings, uh, yeah, we, we, we use and we 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 we, we, we went we go to, to a professional studio, yeah. Also with other we are also with other professional um, engineer, music engineering to to finalize the the production. Okay. Yeah, because there's some people that use like online mastering. No, we we no, we we, we prefer um, we yeah. prefer yeah.
we would prefer uh, Yes, we prefer not, not not use. I think that uh, online mastering is not uh, is not good. Yeah, because mastering is a really important part of uh, of uh, of production. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we would prefer something. Yeah, that we can we can touch uh, physically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I have a lot of own my own mastering equipment. Yeah, I have a lot of like analog mixing boards and stuff that I use to kind of do my own initial mastering, but having an engineer engineer that's trained at it is good. But, you know, sometimes you can get to be like, you know what you want. Um, If you've got the equipment and you've invested in it over like 20 years, eventually sometimes you can kind of get to to the sound you want because you know what you're trying to do. But um, yeah, a lot of times a recording engineer, that's what they're trained to do. But as you get to be a musician electronically, a lot of guys will go and get their own boards and their own, you know, compression utilities and mics and all these things. But, um, yeah, it's just a matter of, like, how much you want to do it yourself and how much you believe in what you can do compared to, like, is a, a recording engineer versus a musician is a different talent. And sometimes musicians will try to take that on. And sometimes maybe it's better. For I know. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, we... we... <laughs> Yeah, we we are not really um, capable of doing a perfect mastering, so we we prefer, um, yeah, asking for for help for external help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when you master, you like to do like analog mastering or digital mastering? It no, I matter. think plug um, plug master can, I don't know, can can put out a a more uh, ele- uh, an elevate an elevator a more elevator sound i think mm-hmm. so well i don't i, I actually prefer prefer uh, prefer analog but uh, uh, i don't know why <laughs> mm-hmm. your know, analog tends to have a lot of warmth and and sometimes doesn't you know compress uh, yeah. some of the signals like yeah because like if you i i use analog synthesizers and if you take an analog synthesizer and bring it into fl studio or bring it into any of the DAWs, it will actually clip some of the, the power of the analog synth. But if you take an analog synth and you put it on a reel-to-reel, and you actually record it on tape or you record it on, um, you know, as a WAV file and you don't compress it into an MP3 or an MP4 or any kind of compressed file, it tends to keep a lot of its um, warmth. And so I think... Um, a lot of times people who use analog synths don't want to master digitally yeah. because it kind of defeats, defeats the purpose of it. But if you're totally in a digital environment and everything you're doing is digital, it probably doesn't matter as much. But even if you have a digital recorded album, you master it with analog equipment, you can give it a luster that your digital equipment didn't have. And so I think that's kind of like the arguments between, like if your source instrument are analog, you might sound pretty good when you go to master. Um, if your source stuff is digital, by giving it an analog master, it can actually increase the sound yes, and quality. Yeah, the so, point, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I think some people will, will go to the recording engineers that can that have the analog mastering to kind of boost their, the quality of their signal or their music. But um, so have you, you, you said you're collaborating with other artists, right? Or you're working with other people? Yeah, we, we, we are actually working with, uh, with a Venezuelan singer, El Aloponte, for, uh, for one of our projects. And um, yeah, we, we, 
we yeah the, yeah she is a singer so uh i don't know if uh, if the the question was about a singer or or um, or a Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. Like anybody, anybody yeah, yeah. But the, no, I think in general, uh, collabs in general uh, important because uh, you can share and you can exchange personal knowledges with other producers. And so, yeah, I think uh, the 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 personal experience is is important, and we we love uh, this kind of collaboration and this kind of exchanges. Uh, but obviously, um, yeah, we, we cannot sing, so uh, we, <laughs> we have to. Yeah. We have to, we have to. So did that did that change when you bring a singer into like a, an EDM or DJ type of music? Did that really change the structure of what you would have done if you would just kept it as an instrumental? Like if you keep a song as an instrumental, you don't have vocals. There's like a different structure that you have to it. When you start to bring a vocalist in, did it make you go back and like restructure the song to kind of fit the way a vocalist is going to work? Uh, well, yes. Uh, we think that, uh, that there's a difference, and um, the point is that you you must uh, you must work with uh, with the singer to to find uh, the perfect uh, the, the perfect missing of uh, of the your part, and uh, obviously the. the the part of, of the scene. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the kind of, like once you bring a, a vocal in, it has a melody and maybe has a hook and it has like, you know, chorus. Like if you have a traditional EDM song with like drops and different things, it might not have that. But once you bring a vocalist in, it starts to kind of go toward a traditional song structure that may be somewhat like you hear in pop music. So I guess my question is like, when you bring a vocalist in, does it change your electronic music to become more like a pop song, or do you? No, no, okay, 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 no, no. We, we, no, we, 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 we just, uh, we just remain in uh, in our genre, yeah, because uh, um, I think that the vocals can uh, can can stay in in ADM and also in uh, in future house music. For example, Don Diablo is the proof that. Uh, yeah, it, it can it can mix uh, to, together future house music and uh, yeah pop and uh, and vocals. Uh, I, I think that Don Diablo is the best future house producer now, and uh, yeah, he can create everything uh, also with uh, with uh, with singers and uh, it's amazing. So when so when you're bringing you're bringing singers, are you bringing in traditional? Like vocalists, they're like pop singers or people who are like hip hop vocalists or you know rap vocalists. What type of vocals are you doing? Mm. Uh, well, uh, what type of vocals are you doing? Especially uh, mm, future house or also K-pop mm, rap? No. K-pop. Yeah, K-pop. K-pop is very interesting. I. Yeah, K-pop has a lot of like hooks and melodies. They're somewhat like like electronica, like a new type of like mm-hmm. new wave, but but it's it's a very poppy and very kind of bubblegum like from my my aspects being a music historian. Um, they they have this kind of kind of quirky kind of nineteen fifties thing going on, but it's modern. It's like postmodern, but it's electronic. So I hear a lot of new wave. I hear a lot of like eight bit uh, kind of video game type type of you know music going on. Um, with some of those songs and um 
it's just really interesting all the different things that you can can do with music. But I'm a big jazz fusion jazz. I love fusion jazz. Like yeah, like Coltrane and Miles Davis and Love Supreme and you know Bitches Brew. And I try to bring a lot of that into electronic. My music is more like um, like uh, Nine Inch Nails. More more like you know Yes. <laughs> more like Radiohead. Um, and so it's different. It's not exactly what yeah, where yeah. you got, but but I can I can appreciate. Oh yeah, what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I think uh, yeah. In yeah. general, for example, personally, I don't know my partner, but personally, mm-hmm. I love uh, um, lots of kind of music, and not not only electronic yeah, music. True. For example, um, I I also listen classic music, and my like partner opera, too. Yeah. And. We are Italian with also opera music, classic music. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we, we can also f- find uh, some inspiration from from that kind of, uh, yeah, from classical yeah, music. Yeah, I can hear, I can hear the classical music and some of the songs I listen to on your site. I hear some of the classical influence you were talking about. Um, yeah, but also thing, I think it's interesting sometimes, like, you know, I've got a punk aesthetic. You know, I like bands like The Replacements, the clash and who's could do and like and that's kind of like where my nine inch nails kind of feeling comes from is like punk rock has this kind of purity and sensibility in it that if you bring like a punk aesthetic into electronic music you can get very industrial very powerful use of synthesizers where you use them kind of in a grunge punk way um and i've always been interested in that because i'm a big fan of that type of music And, and I, I try to bring that into into the stuff I'm doing. Even if it's electronic, I try to bring that edge. Have you ever looked into that or you're not interested in that type of kind of like industrial punk edge to um, electronic? No, we... Um, well, personally, um, I'm not really, really a big fan of, of this type of, of music, but I think that, um, yeah, inspiration can... Can can came can come from from every type of uh, of music. So um, well, we we are open. We are open to to every type of uh, of music. Yeah, and yeah, um, I, I love to 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 searching for uh, for new styles to to find some more. Stuff. Yeah, I guess like that when you can get sometimes you can get like analog synthesizers to get very very powerful in terms of they can kind of have the power that Jimmy Page or a Hendrix oh, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or like, you know, they can really, they can do a very powerful attack. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Some people will, 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 will use synthesizers and they do it more melodic or you do atmospheric. They do it in a way that's not like threatening, but they don't do it in a way that like, you know, like Mick Jones or, like, or a strummer did with the class. They don't, they don't come at it that way. But sometimes it's cool to actually take electronic music and be very aggressive with it. And I guess that's what I'm talking about is, have you ever thought of using, you know, electronic music to be that aggressive? Because sometimes classical music can be that aggressive. Yeah, yeah, classical music can be be aggressive. For example, yeah, we... we, um, we, um, Lots of of DJs, uh, for example, Tiesto 2, remixes... uh, Adagio for strings uh, from like, f- from sa- yeah f- from Sour Barber, and also um, Steven Lucas uh, remixes uh, that uh, song in a future house style. And now we are also working on a project 
to make um, an acoustic version of uh, of these uh, these songs, and um, yeah, I think that uh, mix uh, uh, electronic mixing electronic music with uh, with classical music can bring to classical music more uh, yeah more aggressiveness, no, and uh, yeah. more more powerful yeah. attacks uh, as you said, and I think that the the, com- the commission is is a good is can can be good yes yeah i think the good combination of like i love um you know like i said taking jazz and the kind of power of jazz fusion and bringing like jazz fusion into electronic to give it a little bit more um uh you know improvisation yeah, improvisation, yeah. Um, because some, sometimes people yeah sometimes people look at electronic music and they get kind of stuck on the structure yeah. of an EDM song <laughs> seems kind of like, like in some ways, sometimes it can be kind of constricting, like disco. There's a certain yeah, structure, yeah, and like there's the drop. That, but if you if you're a jazz musician, you don't necessarily always have structure, and so to me, sometimes there's like a merging of we can take the structure of electronic music and then also bring in some of the the the, the improvisation yeah, of yeah. jazz and and actually make make something new. Where maybe it it's it's maybe it's, it's experimental, and maybe it's not what every club would want to hear, but you're trying to push the genre in a different direction, and so I think it's cool when when people like look at different ways of doing it. I like what you're doing with the oh, classical yeah. because, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna extend your your the life of the genre when people don't just keep on doing the same formula, which is cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the clubs and you yeah, like hits, but if you want it you do something like that's gonna really you know push the envelope then sometimes you you have to go beyond that yeah i think that uh, it's yeah um, you work not only for for clubs or or yeah for 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 festival you you work also for 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 your passion for for, for yeah. yeah for for your love so i think yeah yeah um, jazz improvisation in uh, in in electronic music and yeah it can be cool because uh, if you love jazz uh, you can you can bring uh, great stuff in in yeah you can bring some really great oh, yeah, yes you can bring some really yeah great drummers and then bring in the, like you know these really industrial techno beats and then throw all this improvisation on top of it it, it, it extends the genre and it puts it in a place where you could get into a club in New York City and do something really innovative. You could like play CBGBs, you could go, you know, play the Whiskey A Go-Go or something, play something. And, and you could get across audience because you're bringing some of those like progressive rock things in, you know, you're, you're kind of coming at it like a guest or a general audience beyond your genre. You know, and so you could actually, you know, pick up more fans and pick up different people that maybe wouldn't have, you know, EDM show. But if they if they see some of these other aspects, then they're like, okay, they want to see that. So that's um, that's kind of cool. But so, what are your thoughts on um, on um, the future of music in general? And, and your type of music where you want to be in the next like four or five years okay yeah um i think that uh, yeah we, we think that uh, music is always uh changing and um also the idiom scenario is uh, is always in in changing and um so we we don't we don't know, we don't know really uh how can it can it be in in four or five years but uh, 
I think now um, the, the the future house genre in in, ED, in the EDM scenario is uh, is increasing its power because yeah, for example, big room and progressive house uh, were leading some years ago, and now deep house also techno uh, are um, are raising up. So I think that uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, every year's. Uh, as a, as a different uh, current a different genre that can lead the, the yeah. electronic scenario and the dance scenario and yeah. Yeah. i think that also that musician uh, in particularly the musician must uh, adapt may, may probably mm, yeah the, the 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 biggest one the, the biggest dj's mm, yeah c- can do uh, what they want, but I think that uh, the little one as us uh, must uh, sometimes, uh, yeah, must uh, they must adapt uh, their, their their music, their stuff to to the um, to the scenario because uh, yeah, it, it's always in changing. Yeah, because I mean, it's interesting because um, you know I'm a big electronic like musician, the- live musician, like to play keyboards physical keyboards but also modular synthesizers and i think like euro racks and the, the the increasing capability of like electronic musicians to to be able to like create their own synthesizer like custom synthesizers with like euro rack modules and modular synths is creating what i've seen is like a merging of like djs with like synth wave trip wave glitch hop you know all these different like subgenres where you're seeing like synthesizer players bringing in these massive euro racks kind of like what what you know dead mouse does you know he uses actually a lot heavy a heavy amount of euro racks like of analog synthesizers to create a lot of his stuff and you're seeing more and more bands at least in the states are, are using a lot of modes, a lot of Euro racks, like make noise module and stuff from Arturia. Um, just a merging of the, the CGJs with the old synthesizers or brand new versions of these synthesizers. And it seems like to me, it's like in the future might be more bands using these organic instruments with. Oh, yeah, CGJs. yeah. I think that, yeah, uh, in live performance, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good a good thing to to bring some something new and something that... Uh, can be different from the the, the reputation of uh, as you said the, the yeah the the, the, the reputation of uh, the electronic music that uh, yeah is repetitive in, uh, in in a way so yeah yeah so bringing the euro racks what the, what's the difference is with the analog sense you bring sounds that are custom that aren't just coming from plugins that people actually hand built their own sounds you know from these modular analog synths and so what that does is it brings a lot of people to bring their own character and sounds to the table and and sounds that you can't get from a plug-in sounds that are built from scratch from you know modular gear and old analog synthesizers so what that does is it brings the possibility of new sounds being brought to the table um that aren't like part of the normal scene and so it allows people to create totally new things and i think that's where a lot of things in the future is a combination of that with the digital stuff but being able to bring that stuff to the table i think is really 
gonna you know show a lot of people like a forward yeah i think that, yeah you can also yeah. engage uh, more the, the people with uh, with this kind of stuff and yeah you can bring them also on on the stage too i think yeah <laughs> yeah because then you have people actually watching if you ever saw keith emerson you know keith emerson was one of the great synthesizer players he's big big proponent of the moat and he had these big modular synthesized on stage for emerson lake and palmer and now at the beginning of like the electronic music and there's still a lot of people in europe and asia that use these euro racks but it it's a stage performance in itself to have like a euro rack modular synthesizer on stage and use it um to create beats and it's kind of like you do things like stream of consciousness you do things that kind of off the cuff it brings a jazz element to electronic music because every time you perform with these, it's not exactly going to be the same. It's not going to always be the same uh, yeah. structure. And, and so I think being able to bring those things into the future of electronic music, the stability of a CDJ and be able to do the same thing all the time is cool. But I think as a musician, you probably want to go toward things that allow you to have improvisation and variability and you know just being able to express yourself at that moment like a guitar yeah. player or a piano player can. Uh, so I think that's where things, in my opinion, where things are going to go is where you can have that individuality in your, as an artist and bring that on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree with, with, with this statement because, uh, yeah, you you can also connect uh, with, uh, with the public in a different way if uh, if you can bring some uh, yeah some improvisation or some something different with a uh, guitar or or a keyboard live in uh, in your show yeah i think yeah, i mean I, people go back and forth in stages you know and i think i think there's going to be a, a a coming back of like the singer songwriter producer creator that can bring all those things to the table with the modern tools And part of the modern tool bag is you can bring a Moog on stage. You can bring a Prophet on stage. You can bring a Eurorack on stage. And then you can perform, you know, like the way Yes did, but in a different way. You know, you, you can perform like the way Genesis did, but in, in a more yeah, modern more funny, way yeah. of doing it. And bring in, yeah, just bring those tools on stage and just do, a diff, do them, a, use them a different way. And uh, so, yeah, I, you know, what, what I hear in your music and I can see, you using those kind of things in the future to do what I hear already. Um, and it would then sound in a different way and it would, it would have a very powerful presence. Um, but by, I hear what you're doing already has some aspects of that, you know, but you're doing it from, from your production, but yeah, I, I can see that in the fact that you can play too. Um, yeah. I, I look forward to what you do going forward on, on your projects and want to listen to what you have and what i'll do with this podcast is we publish on all the platforms there's like 11 platforms that this comes out on and we can put hyperlinks on the apple version and the anchor version so we'll put a link to your main page oh, where your music yeah. is yeah yeah it's uh it's perfect so people so people will be able, yeah we'll be able to hear your music when they click on the apple version and the tune core I mean the, um, the actual um, anchor version of it. It's going to go out to multiple platforms. I'm going to have it out there later to now send you the links 
And um, yeah, when your album, when your project is done, if you're going to yes, put it yes. out on yeah, Spotify, we'll publish it on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, yeah. and other platforms. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we have to, 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 to speak about, about the, the, the releasing with, uh, with uh, the, the label. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but okay. when you're ready, when you when you when you actually have that, then we can um okay. we could have another yeah, call. And yeah. We, Thank you so yeah, we can we can push it. Uh and so we'll put it out there. We'll do another call we release, but for now. So physical release, but for now we'll we'll connect to your social media from your main site. and then we'll put yes, it out. Yes, perfect. There. Yeah, for, for us it's uh Uh, it's perfect and uh, thank you very much because um we are, we are, we are just uh, started so if uh, we can uh, we, if we can uh, speak with uh, with father and also with in podcast it's uh, it's, um, it's fantastic yes. for yes. us yes yeah well we like to give artists a chance to talk about their craft that's what we've been doing we've been doing it for about two years and uh, we talked to all different types of artists you know from Guys, guys like you, like DJs and electronic musicians, to punk rockers, to you know, like Billboard top 10 singers like Kendra Erica uh, um, in the US. But yeah, we, we like to talk to all different types of level artists and allow them to, to talk about their music, which is what we like to do. Yeah, for us, is the, yeah, in the future, a great opportunity. thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll, so when you have your um your release, get okay, in touch with us, and we'll we'll do another another okay. show. And if you have uh, tour dates or anything that you want to promote, let us know. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so perfect. Thank you. So we were just talking to Black and White Tuxedos from uh, Italy, and uh, they got a, a bunch of projects that will be coming forth. And uh, is most of your stuff going to come out in 2019? You, you foresee having your stuff released this year? Sorry, what? Your, is your new material yeah 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 yeah. This, this uh, we, we open March or April so mm -hmm. yeah okay so so around March and April this year black and white tuxedos are going to have brand new material probably on all the streaming services we'll get in touch with you again to talk about it in depth yes perfect ready to release thank it. you very much thank and you very uh, much. okay uh, okay look, look for the for the okay. next time thank you very much <laughs> bye thank you okay, thank you so much This is Bam Electric Ghost and our latest album, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb, featuring the track Lollipop All Day Sucker, is available on all streaming services, including Amazon, Tidal, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube Red, and many, many more. So check us out. The Lollipop video is on YouTube. All these, um, that's the first track on the album. So check out Fam Electric Ghost, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb, available now on all streaming services.